1: You're watching In America Today. I'm Veronica Dudo. Today, we are discussing the race for the metaverse. U.S. firms like Meta, the parent company of Facebook, and Microsoft are going all in on the metaverse. Meanwhile, Chinese companies appear to be taking a more cautious approach amid tighter regulation should say virtual reality, gaming and social media could include the ability to buy virtual items and games or create digital avatars to participate in meetings. Is the metaverse the future of social network? For more, we're joined by Oz Sultan from the Sultan Interactive Group. Thanks so much for joining us.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: So is the metaverse the future of of social networks? And do tech giants need to embrace it to find new ways to engage younger generations of Internet users?
0: In in essence, absolutely. Um, You know, the the big talk at NFT NYC and a lot of the conferences this year has been about what's called Web 2.5. And that's the stitching of traditional social media, as you know, at the Facebooks, the Twitters, the Instagrams. (laughs) into kind of a web three ecosystem where you have avatars you know nintendo me type characters um, that you can operate inside a variety of different platforms Uh, that's what's starting now and that's what i think is going to become rather significant over the course of the next 18 months Um, from there as the technology kind of grows and matriculates, uh, you're going to see probably bigger moves into, um, into the metaverse space. I mean, companies like parallel worlds in New York, um, a lot of the, you know, the, the platforms that you have inside of the metaverse today that have been selling land. Uh, these are places that people are starting to commune. And these are places that are starting to, to build the, the next phase of this.
1: So some metaverse applications may rely on cryptocurrencies if users are looking to buy something virtually and pay with a digital currency. Will this be problematic in China, where the government has looked to get rid of trading and the so-called mining of cryptocurrencies?
0: It's going to create a big problem in terms of ownership, because the Chinese government rolled out a custodial wallets. Um, and they basically said that, like, you can have crypto, but it's an investment, and the asset is really kind of in between you and the government. Um, and there, there's a lot of restrictions on owning that. So I think, you know, investors in China, as well as users in China, um, are probably taking a bit of a cautious approach. They are potentially not investing as much as they would have in some of these virtual lands and goods. But at the same point in time, if you look at the what they call the rare class, like the younger generation, millennials and lower inside of China. There's a lot of proliferation in terms of the utilization of digital assets and digital goods. There's also platforms that are, um, using, you know, their equivalent of like Robux, like the, the Roblox, um, type currency, which is basically, you know, a one to one to the one. Um, and they're also using the currency inside of there. Now, in, in terms of blockchains, it's, it's a wait and see approach because if they start using more public blockchains like Ethereum and Bitcoin, um, they may be running into a lot of problems longer term as the government tries to really maintain ownership and control
1: the Chinese government has also been promoting its own central bank issued digital currency. What do you make of this?
0: They've been pushing the E, rem and B since 2018. Um, we saw a lot of proliferation of it during the last Olympics. We're continuing to see the Chinese trying to push this into trade conversations as well as conversations where, you know, companies that are operating inside of the Chinese space should be utilizing it for digital payments. Um, but, you know, it, it opens a lot of data privacy issues. It raises a lot of concerns in terms of what the Chinese government is collecting. And it it echoes largely of what we saw with the TikTok conversations that were happening in Congress, where we even have TikTok banned in a few states here. Um, So there's, there's a lot to watch out for, and there's a lot for consumers and businesses to be concerned about.
1: Well, how do you think that would affect the metaverse and the industry if we're starting to see these one off companies being banned?
0: I think you're going to run into a, a critical like crossroads in China where you you might have people basically start either pulling money out of digital assets or limiting their expenditures, digital assets or limiting their engagement inside of these digital platforms. What we do know from what we've seen coming out of Nanjing is that they're definitely moving this into healthcare and, and a variety of other, uh, use cases where, you know, now you don't need to go to a doctor. You can use a virtual doctor with sensors and a variety of other things that might be deployed in your house. Um, that is, is probably more of the norm of what you'll see. But the traditional metaverse understanding that we have in the West, which is digital goods, digital assets, ownership of digital land, a digital twin of yourself, kind of being able to play into this ecosystem, being able to collect fashion goods, that kind of a thing, um, that could see a huge you know, break put on, on it. Um, if the Chinese were to, one, restrict different blockchains that are playing inside of their space, or two, just push, you know, a digital one or an E-Renminbi strategy that says that you have to use theirs. Uh, they're not really big on in interoperability. Um, and that could be a, a secondary, uh, you know, uh, like a halting point for them, meaning that okay. you could work on, on the Renminbi and the conversation. Thing, great.
1: Thank you so much, Oz, for joining us. That's the program for now. For more Ticker News, head to tickernews.co. I'll see you soon. More right after this.